Hey everyone, Robert here, writer and creator of Tower 4 and Seven Lamb Productions. Seven Lamb has recently partnered with Voyage Media to produce a new show called Fever Dreams, a Pulp Collection. This anthology series will explore a multitude of genres, including sci-fi, horror, thriller, and so many more. Really, anything pulpy. In fact, the first episode is out right now. It's an eerie detective story that features the voice of Ian Glenn, who you may recognize as Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones. You can listen to Fever Dreams by going to feverdreamspodcast.com or searching for Fever Dreams wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, stick around after this episode of Tower 4 for an exclusive trailer. Thanks and enjoy. Seven Lamb Productions presents Tower 4. Season 2, Episode 5 eavesdropping. I sat next to my bag, staring at the tiny metallic object I had pulled out of my arm. I can't believe I didn't notice it was there. I hadn't made an effort to clean myself up yet, so some blood was still dribbling down my shoulder and arm as I sat there, shirtless. So, Mike, what now? I looked behind me. Was Jerry out there? Was it that guy, Kyle? I didn't make any effort to hide my bare chest or wounded arm. This was it, right? Some kind of tracker? Fuck these people. Fuck Gene. Fuck Amber. While I was filled with anger, I was actually more consumed with the question. Why? Sarah would love that. (sighs) More movement to my left. It had to be Jerry. Jerry was worried about the radio, but it wasn't the radio he had to worry about. I went through my bags until I found my bottle of sleeping pills. There weren't a ton left now. I dropped the small tracker inside. I wanted it. They want to know where I am? Okay. Fine. I'll play their little game. I was often able to catch Melinda lying to me. Let's see if I could do the same for Amber and Jean. I put the pill bottle in my pocket and walked back to the stump. The radio still sat there. Amber, you copy? Amber. Hey, I, uh, I feel like I should be truthful. Truthful? Yeah, I wasn't completely honest with you before. No? No, I, uh, I lied. About what? I was thinking of leaving. You were? Yeah, I'm actually on the trail now. Which one? Three posts. Why? Because I had enough of this place. But why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you contact me so we could talk? I didn't want to be talked out of it. Oh. I waited a moment, wanting to see if she had more to say. I figured I'd let her continue the conversation. Mikey, what's wrong? (laughs) I just had enough. But I thought we talked it through, didn't we? Kinda, yeah. But it wasn't enough? I don't know. Did something else happen? What do you mean? Well, I know you were going through a lot. The numbers, the journal, the classical music, getting lost, 
something else happened? Now to fish for information or let it be? No. No? No, nothing else happened. The isolation was getting to me. It's not helping with my book. It's not helping with my writing or my sanity, and I was just ready to call it quits. Was? Does that mean you've decided against leaving again? Yeah. I'm going to stay. Why? Why? She was asking why? What do you mean, why? I mean, why did you change your mind? You said you were on the trail, already heading out. You didn't talk to me and just left, so why did you decide against it? What made you change your mind all of a sudden? I looked down at the dried blood on my arm. Because I don't want to end up like Jerry. Do you really care, Mike? It's just a question. It's a question designed to drag this out, and we both don't want that. No, it's a question designed to get an answer. <sighs> an answer you already have. Is it really that easy for you? Is what easy for me? To push your emotions aside in an effort to feign a state of rationality. Jesus, maybe you have been reading my books. But no, Mike, I am being rational. I don't think you are. You're projecting. I'm the only one who shed a tear over this whole ordeal. We both knew this wasn't working. The reason why we both kept it going was purely based on emotions and irrational thought. So you are taking some blame. It's not 50-50, but it would be ridiculous of me to shift all the blame on you. We made mistakes, both of us. And those mistakes are enough to call it quits? I don't feel close to you anymore. Come on, Mike. The love's faded. I know you feel it, too. Now who's projecting? No. Yes, you're packing your bags because you're done. You say you don't want a relationship. I told you right away I never wanted anything serious. You pushed for that. You said yes. I got on my knee and you said yes. What about that? What was I supposed to say? You did it in public, in front of my family. Months ago. You've had plenty of time since then. And that's where I'll take the blame. Why'd you wait until now? I wanted to see if my feelings changed. I wanted to see I know what this is really about. I do. You're leaving this relationship for another one. I am not leaving you for another guy. Who's Carson? Carson is a friend. Right. It's a friendship, not a relationship. Not yet. If it becomes one, it becomes one. But I don't want to be pressured to have anything more than what I want. You just didn't want a relationship with me. I just didn't want the same type of relationship as you. But that's bullshit and you know it. Did you cheat on me? Never. And I find it appalling that you would ask. It's a legitimate question. In all honesty, would it have mattered if I said yes? Is that an admission? No. Again, I wouldn't do that. And you're asking all these questions not because you care about the answers, but because you want to keep dragging this out. I don't want that. You want your clean break. You don't? I'm not Mel, Mike. I'm not saying you are. Let's make this as easy as possible. You know I hate messy. You know what's funniest about all this? What? 
that if you didn't want the same kind of relationship and you weren't happy, then why didn't the universe send you some sort of sign to get out sooner? You still don't understand, do you? I guess not. There were plenty of signs. I just... I just didn't see them until my love had faded. I didn't want to think about Sarah and that day it ended, but Amber had brought up her engagement gone sour and it just popped into my head. Honestly, though, it was the best thing for me. I could have married that creep. I couldn't believe we were talking about this now. We were chatting like everything was normal. Little did she know that I'd heard her conversation earlier with Jean. They were hiding things from me. They didn't want me to leave, or at least Jean didn't, and Amber was just going along with it. Regardless, I wanted to know what was going on. Jerry didn't want me to leave either. What do you think, Mike? About what? About what I just said. Oh, uh, yeah, it was better you found out he was a cheater before he sealed the deal. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I was hurt. I couldn't stop crying at the time. But I know it was a good thing in retrospect. The funny thing is, I had a feeling. A feeling about what? About his damn secretary. She would often forget to take down my calls or patch me through. She always had these snide remarks. Honestly, I should have seen it much sooner. Then why didn't you? What are you getting at, Mikey? You think maybe you didn't want to believe it? We're still talking about my ex-fiance, right? I am. Okay. Why? Dunno. Just seems like that question could apply to a lot of things right now. Like? Are we really gonna do this? I know what she meant, and honestly, I didn't want to go down this road. Because I had a new plan and a new goal. I didn't care what she thought now, or even what she said. We don't have to. Okay. Do you, uh, maybe want to tell me about your engagement gone awry? Not really. Not over it yet? Oh no, I'm over it. What do you mean? We've talked about a lot, Mikey. You've opened up and so have I. I don't know why this would be any different, unless you're not really over it like you say you are. <sighs> I am. Really. Okay. I won't push anymore. Push? Like I did with Sarah? Like how I apparently pushed her into a relationship she didn't want? Why would you push at all? Says who? Says me. You were thinking of leaving again, Mike. You've been back and forth, back and forth. So what? So you're obviously not happy. With this place, not my past. Okay, but you're dealing with shit and you're not opening up. I have to pry and pry. You're not my therapist. Maybe not, but I'm someone to talk to. We've done it for months now. I wanted to tell her everything. Everything I knew. I wanted to mention how I was on to her, but... I held back. Mikey, you ever think you concentrate too hard on the negative memories? What? No. No? You really think that? Most of the times we talk, you bring up these sad stories from your past. The alcoholic ex, the deceased mother, the absent father, the deceased friends, writer's block. Should I go on? I thought that's what you wanted from me. Depressing life stories. Remember? That was a joke, Mikey. 
You just went through your whole relationship with Cheater Von Scumbag and his 90 words per minute slut mistress. What do you consider that? Yeah, that was one story. It was part of your introduction when we first met. <laughs> so was my favorite color. I don't dwell on the past. I face it. And I may bring it up from time to time, but it's just a story now. A depressing story? That's one perspective. But what about my life lesson? What about how my story ended? I think it was good for me. Catching him cheating before marriage? I mean, shit, that's great. I could have actually married the bastard and been a part of some sick, twisted thruple. Thruple? A thrice couple. What makes you think you'd be an active member of their romance? <laughs> Touche. I think what you share is comparable to my stories. I'm usually the one trying to lighten the mood. You know why that is? As much as I like hearing you talk about the past, I'm trying to make it something to move on from, not obsess over. Okay, so what about my book? That's a prime example. But you've helped me work on it. Sure, yeah. Hoping that you can get past your writer's block and complete a dream, right? You've wanted to focus on writing for a while now. Here's your chance. The problem is you're not writing anymore. You're venturing out, looking at cash boxes, fixating on weird nightmares, and threatening to leave. You should be sitting in your tower, watching for fires, and working on your book. Wow. It was so blatantly obvious now. She was trying to get me to stay. She was laying it right in my lap, but I was okay with it. Her and Jean wanted me to stay in my tower, and I planned on doing just that. I walked into the tower to see it just as I left it. Well, almost. The radio was missing, so the one I carried with me was mine. Did Jerry take it from here and put it on the stump for me to find? And if so, was he not worried about being followed? Alright, time to get to the bottom of this. First thing first, I turned off my radio and made sure the spare was also off. Then I got to work. I started tearing things apart, opening drawers and cabinets. I pulled the bed away from the wall and lifted the mattress and under the frame. I pulled the water cooler back, checked the corners of the ceilings, each floor panel, every crack had had enough. I wanted to know if there was any other way they could find me, track me, listen, or watch. I knew they were doing it. Jerry knew it too. Check each drawer of the desk, under the table, and even the chairs. After a couple of hours destroying the cabin, I went outside. 
I looked into the walkway railing. Nothing but a couple of caterpillars in a wasp nest. I then climbed on the railing and leaned against the outside wall of the cabin, checking underneath the roof. Just another wasp nest and some spider webs. I jumped to the roof and pulled myself up. God, I needed to lose some weight. My feet dangled until I could get myself halfway up. Part of the roof cracked under my weight. Shoot. Come on, Mike. I used all my strength to get my right leg up and over and then rolled myself up onto the roof. I took a moment to catch my breath, but just a moment. Then I was back at it. I checked the roof, careful not to slip on bird shit. It was a long way down. But, it's again... Nothing. <sighs> well, fuck. The sun was going down. I took a moment to rest. I sat on the edge of the roof, my feet once again dangling. Okay. So no cameras, no mics. <sighs> I was exhausted. It was a super long day. I must have walked over 20 miles, if not more. Then all this bullshit searching the cabin, but... I had an idea now. Something I needed to do, which was about to make it a super long night. Amber, you copy? Wow, you're up late. So are you. I'm having trouble sleeping. What's up? You were right. About what? About me. Care to elaborate? I always considered myself a realist. But maybe. Maybe I'm more of a pessimist. Although that came over time, I never was like this before. You think maybe it's because you've been through a lot recently? Dad wasn't recent. No, but Psycho was. And your mom, right? And the broken engagement. Where does that fit in the timeline? <sighs> hey, Mikey. If you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. No. I want to. That's why I called you. Oh. Sarah was after Psycho. Was she the Carl Young girl? She was, and we only dated for a year, but I... I thought she might be the one. So what happened? She didn't feel the same way. I don't think she ever really did. I was trying to make something happen. I was trying to force a spark. She liked me, that's for sure, but never the same way. Never the same feelings like I had for her. But you're engaged. She said yes, but she didn't really want marriage. I asked her in front of her family. What was she supposed to say? Ouch. The problem was she dragged it out. Six months went by before she called it quits. Wow. She waited that long? That's what upset me. Why would she do that? Did you ask? She said it was because she was trying to hold out and find those feelings for me. Last day we spoke in person while she was packing. She said there were signs for us not to be together, but she couldn't see them until her love had faded. I'm sorry, Mikey. So was I. But now I think back and I can't figure out if I was truly in love with her or if I was just latching onto something right after my relationship with Mel. Mel was a fucked up relationship, so yeah. Maybe you meet Sarah and think to yourself, hey, this chick is okay because she's normal. That makes sense. I think that's what it was. I'm not saying that to diminish my actual feelings for her, because I did have feelings for her. I just 
I wonder if they were as strong as I originally thought they were. So are you saying you're happy you didn't get married? No. I love Sarah. I mean... Well, I don't know. Maybe. Mikey, are you telling me this all now because you can't sleep? No, it's because I feel bad. I should have told you I was contemplating leaving again. There's just... Something about this place. But I thought things were getting better. I thought they were too. Then why did you think about leaving again? Did something else happen? You can tell me. I promise I won't tell Jean. Actually, you can tell Jean. I feel like I made things weird when I called him from Overarch after my trip to Enos Lake. I wish I could contact him and let him know I'm okay now. Do you really think he cares? I would just like to make sure. I don't think you have to worry about it. You're back in the tower, back watching for fires, and working on your book. It's fine. Okay, yeah. Hey, Mikey, it's kind of late. I think I'm gonna go to bed. But if you want to talk about anything else, feel free to reach out. Okay. Oh, and Mike, you do realize that Sarah loved you, right? She was so in love with you that she was blindsided and unable to see the signs to not be with you. But then was it true love? Could have been more as a friend, but it still meant she wanted to be a part of your life. But she saw signs to leave. I, I pushed her away. Yeah, possibly. But she still loved you, and she loved you enough to try. Take solace in that. Thanks, Amber. Good night. Night, Mikey. She did try. That's true. I set the radio down on my sleeping bag and zipped up the window of my tent. I couldn't be too far from the stump where I found the radio earlier today. I was completely exhausted. No sleep and nearly 30 miles of walking. My ankle was on fire and tomorrow I'll be sore as hell, but it'll be worth it. Because I wanted to see what conversation I could eavesdrop on now. I changed the channel and sat there in the dark, waiting patiently. Thirty minutes passed and nothing. There was a chance she wouldn't try to call Jean now that it was so late, but I'd stay here as long as I had to. I brought food and water and patience. Even though I was both physically and emotionally drained, I never went to sleep. I stayed up all night again, sitting with the radio in my lap, thinking about Sarah, Mel, and Mom, sometimes even Dad. The sun was up now, and I knew it was time to try. Amber, you copy? Amber? Amber? I don't know, just wanted to call and tell you I'm heading to Overarch. What? Why? To talk to Jean. I need to apologize for before. You must think I'm crazy about that stupid bullshit at Enos Lake. Mike, that was a long time ago. I told you he probably doesn't care. 
Jean also lied to her about talking to me, so I went with that too. And he thought I was leaving. He must think I'm going stir crazy. Do you want me to call him? No, no. I need to get out anyway. Clear my head. That's a long ass hike. I've done plenty already. What's one more? Are you serious right now? Listen, I'll leave now and I need to be back before too late. Why don't you let me call him first? Uh, here's the thing, Amber. I'm actually already heading that way, so don't worry about it. early. But I'm calling because the radio may cut out soon. I'll be back in a little bit though. Okay. I guess if you say so. And don't worry, I have the bear spray. I quickly changed the channel and waited. A good 15 minutes passed. Was she really not going to call Jean? Or was she still trying to talk to me? I didn't want to change the channel back in case I missed something, so I waited. Another five minutes passed when... A few minutes passed. What was he doing? Amber, you there? I'm still here. Are you sure he left? He said he did. I'd contact him again. What for? Tell him to head back or, or stay. <laughs> or stay? Sure, Gene, sure. You want me to try to convince him? Is there anything I should say to him? Tell him I'm fine and I understand, that's all. Okay, one second. I switched the channel over to one and waited. Mike, you copy? Mikey. But I refrained from answering. Mikey, you there? You can't be there already, can you? Mike. Mikey. Damn, maybe you really did leave early. <sighs> okay. I quickly switched back to the other channel. Gene, you copy? Yep. What did he say? Nothing. I think he's already there, or at least already out of range. Seriously? Are you sure? No, but he's not answering. <sighs> alright, alright, look, I'll talk to him. He needs this, Gene. I see that. Thanks, Amber. Yeah, no problem. Now the tricky part. I sat there in my tent for two straight hours, switching back and forth between channels. I'd wait five seconds, switch the channel, wait five seconds, switch the channel, over and over when... Copy? Go ahead. I don't think he left, Amber. He said he was going that way. You want me to try him again? No, he's... he's not there. How do you know? Yeah, Gene, how do you know? He would have called by now. Not necessarily. Amber, he's probably just ignoring you. No. I wouldn't do that. We chatted last night. He seemed good. He seemed calm and rational. He got some stuff off his chest. Like what? 
we talked about exes. Oh, well, he's not an overarch. You know that for sure, Gene? Well, where else would he be? Taking a piss or a nap? Try him again. Gene was adamant I hadn't left, and for good reason, too. <sighs> Fine. I switched the channel. Mikey, you copy? Mikey, you there? But I didn't answer. Mike! I switched the channel and waited once again. This was a fun game. Gene? Yeah? I tried him again. Okay, just give it some more time. If he's really going to overarch, I'll chat with him, but can you keep trying him every so often? Yeah, sure. It seemed like Amber didn't know, but Gene sure did. Again, I switched back and forth between channels. This was a waiting game. An important one. I ate some ravioli while I switched back and forth. Another few hours passed. Amber tried contacting me, but I just didn't respond. I had to keep waiting. It was like nothing now. All my time was spent daydreaming. In fact, I was thinking about the time I waited up for Mel, the night her phone miraculously stopped working and she showed up late, drunk, and sloppy. You copy? Yeah, I tried, Gene. I've tried a few times. No response. Have you tried him? He's probably trying to reach you. He's not. How do you know? He might be trying to reach you right now. No, Maria's on the other radio. There's nothing. I'm telling you, he's sleeping or something. It's four in the afternoon. So, maybe a nap. A six-hour nap, Gene? Come on. I'm telling you, okay? Just keep trying. I changed channels. Mike, you there? Here we go. Yeah, I'm here. No, I, uh, I decided against it. Oh. Then where were you? I've been calling. Sorry, turned back, but I turned my radio off. Why would you do that? Oh, same reason I didn't bring music last time. I just wanted to get out and enjoy nature. Clear my head, remember? I wanted some time to reflect. You're acting weird, Mikey. Am I? Yeah. Do you regret telling me about Sarah? No. You don't feel guilty. No. Then why did it take you so long to turn your radio back on? It's been hours. I just forgot, really. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. So are you not going to talk to Gene then? Can you just tell him for me? Really? That's what I suggested earlier. And it was a good suggestion. Just tell him I'm sorry and I'll be a good little fire lookout from now on. You know this is a dying job, right, Mike? Eventually they'll replace all of us with drones. What are you saying? You're saying I'm not doing a good job? I'm saying you have a tendency to make things harder for our kind. <laughs> Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll... I'll let Gene know. Thanks, Amber. I changed the channel and waited again. A good ten minutes went by when Amber finally called. Gene? Go ahead. You were right. He never went to Overarch. Told you. What's he been doing? He decided to head back, but he turned his radio off. Wanted some peace and quiet. I didn't say so, but that kind of hurt. 
seemed like he just didn't want to talk to me. He headed back? That's what he said. Hmm. Okay. What? I... I don't think he ever left. You think he lied about it? Then that means he was ignoring me for even longer. I mean, maybe he really did turn off his radio, but I don't think he went anywhere. You don't think, Gene, or you know? Why would he travel that far for a sorry? He's been acting weird. Weirder than usual. Well, you should tell him to keep his radio on, just in case. You know, we do rely on communication around here. I'll make sure to remind him. But also, he wanted me to contact you and let you know he's sorry, and he's going to be a good little fire lookout. Good to hear. Anything else? No. Okay. Thanks, Amber. I climbed out of the tent and had a good stretch. I was sore and my legs were weak. I really needed to get some sleep soon. I had to look around. I was far on three posts, but Gene was pretty sure I'd never left the tower. Which is probably due to the fact that I left the small metallic disc in the pill bottle on my bed. I wasn't 100% sure, but something told me I wasn't able to be tracked anymore. Otherwise, Gene would have made a bigger deal about it like he did yesterday. That meant I was free to roam around and finally find out what the hell was going on. But I would need help. Tower 4. Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb. Starring Jack Austin as Mike. Gina Coyle as Amber. Brian Messick as Gene. Co-starring Amy LeRae. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and Brett Wilkins at Facebook.com slash WilkinsMusicFL. If you enjoyed Tower 4, visit 7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this one. Also, don't forget to follow 7lamb on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 7lambpodcasts. This has been a Seven Lamb production. Voyage. Now playing from Voyage Media. A naked woman picked up the recently decapitated head of a goat that had been sitting in a large silver-colored bowl. She held the goat's head high above hers, its dull black eyes staring emptily as she threw her black hair and allowed the blood to trickle down the front of her body. When the lights go down, what stories really stick with you? I shined my light on the first body. I had a sinking feeling when I got here, but I didn't want to believe it until I saw it. A slash across the man's neck opened his carotid artery. He was bathed in his own blood. Face was frozen in horror. A face I knew well. Presenting Fever Dreams, an anthology of dark genre stories, horror, crime, sci-fi, united by that undefinable edge that categorizes pulp fiction. I went back to the chamber. I stood exactly where Sean was when the light consumed him. I shined my flashlight around the six mirrored walls. Infinite reflections blinded me for a moment, making me lightheaded. 
My eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls. A man's face, set inside a raging sun. The eyes started to glow. Now playing from Voyage Media, in association with Seven Lamb Productions, creators of the hit audio drama Tower 4. A new descent into darkness in every episode. Season 1 of Fever Dreams, a pulp collection. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Item number SCP-5186. SCP-7160. SCP-7533. Object class. Euclid. Keter. Safe. Special containment procedures. Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust. <laughs> the only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing. Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.